Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay. Canada Parliament developments happening here. So this is, uh, obviously, they, they bring in the Nazi to talk. Mm-hmm. Trudeau's thrilled. They're all thrilled. The Nazi speaks. They give him his double-standing ovation. The Nazi cries out of the, somehow he's been forgiven now for his role. <laughs> for everything. And the atrocities. Uh, then we, t- we played yesterday. Trudeau then realizes there's a Nazi, blames Russian interference. Russian, um, they, here's Trudeau's apology. Obviously, it's extremely upsetting that this happened. Uh, the speaker, speaker has uh, acknowledged his mistake uh, and has apologized, uh, but this, this is something that is mistake. deeply embarrassing to the Parliament of Canada and, by extension, to all Canadians. No, 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 no. It's not all Canadians. It's just a few Canadians. Just you idiots. Yeah, just you idiots. So next time you're thinking about pushing truckers around, remember, it's all you. So then uh, Trudeau does not show up today for the reckoning that they're supposed to have. Mr. Speaker, the question was for the Prime Minister, because it, indeed it is the Prime Minister's sole responsibility to guarantee the diplomatic success of major world leaders who come to this country. It is the Prime Minister whose government is responsible for both security and diplomatic vetting of everyone that comes in close proximity of a foreign leader on Canadian soil, particularly a foreign leader who is at war. The government has now admitted that they vetted everyone who was in attendance uh, that day. Will the Prime Minister apologize for having vetted this individual and letting him come anyway? Mr. Speaker, like all members of this chamber, I am incredibly disappointed in the fact that uh, this individual was invited, as you yourself, Mr. Speaker, have confirmed by you, was recognized in the gallery. I found out, just like every other member in this House at that time, that this individual was present. Uh, This is deeply embarrassing for us as parliamentarians, as Canadians, and it is something that I think all of us take extremely seriously. And I would ask my honourable colleagues not 
want to politicize this moment. Mr. Speaker, the Prime Minister is responsible. He is in Ottawa today. He can get on his feet and answer for his massive diplomatic embarrassment and shame. Stand up. That minister admitted that the government vetted every single person that was here for the speech. That was the job of the government, which has an entire security and diplomatic apparatus set up for that purpose. I love Will this. Will he finally take responsibility? I'll forward a little bit because there's some good stuff coming, I think. Conflict right. Ask the leader of the He sticks to the fact. International embarrassment. Okay, so those are are essentially the Republicans going after him. Mm -hmm. Um, Hang on one second. Um, Well, do you remember too? It's like it's like the establishment politicians can't wrap their minds around that there can be like more than one type of bad guy in the world, and in certain parts of the world, like there often are multiple types of bad guy. Like, do you remember when John McCain went to Syria? And took pictures with a bunch of ISIS people before ISIS was big because they were all for oh, toppling did he do that? Syria. Don't you remember that? How like because they wanted um, what's his name gone during like the Arab Spring stuff. Oh, Bashar al-Assad. Yeah, they wanted Assad gone. Right. So they were like all for oh, the that. rebels that were fighting Assad, a bunch of whom subsequently then were taking pictures with severed heads. But like. You know, John McCain was taking pictures with them because they were so great because they were going to topple Assad. It's like they can't wrap their minds around the fact that sometimes you have like two types of bad guys who are just fighting each other. <laughs> like you don't have to be, you don't have to pretend that all the Ukrainians and everybody who's ever fought Russian bad guys in Ukraine has been like a good guy the whole time. Oh, we love you. Right. Good job, Ukraine. There's also like, people who fought against russia for ukraine who were also bad guys like so anyway a head did roll i must step down as your speaker it's not trudeau unfortunately this is uh, anthony rota the speaker of the house of commons reiterate my profound regret for my error in recognizing an individual in the house during the joint address to parliament of president Zelensky. that public recognition has and it's you know what this makes us so good is that they so had to go head over heels for Zelensky. They so had to put on a right. performance for him. Zelensky was probably like fine with the guy being a Nazi. Probably knew all about him. It's like, oh yeah, he's one of our best Nazis. It's like, Well, I mean, this has been an ongoing thing that they used to write about in mainstream publications, how American As soon as Neo-Nazis President Trump embraces like Zelensky, you're going to hear all about the Nazis. <laughs> we'll be right back to Azov Battalion bad. Yep. Absolutely, you will be, and um, and corrupt country and all that stuff. So, um, so let me see the other stuff that's going on because there's a lot of like cultural stuff too that's that's going on. Um, uh, let me see. Okay, let me come down to where I've got my more recent stuff. Um. There is a great, um, just there's a great um, uh, paragraph written by um, Victor Davis Hanson that so perfectly describes what's happening here, so perfectly describes what we're seeing uh, happening here, and it's nothing that we haven't really said before. 
But VDH, as I call him, else, although I don't think okay. I've ever spoken to him, I don't think, um, it has, you know, crystallized all this stuff just absolutely perfectly. Uh, hang on. And I will have this. I will have this. I'm sorry, guys. I'm at the, I'm at the, the mercy of uh, my own incompetence here. Where the freak is it? I sent it to, to me and us. Come on, VDH. Is this where we are? Come on. I don't. No. Hold on. Hold on. Get ready to be odd. I'm so excited. Flawed. I love hearing BDH this is going talk to, about stuff. I'm sure it's going to blow me away. This is going to floor you, Alice. Are you ready mm-hmm. to be floored? I'm so ready to be floored. Well, I hate to tell you, this is really going to do it. I'm Hope you so got something excited. to hold on to. Here we go. Ready? All right. Here's I'm BDH. ready. Richard Davis Hansen. He says, all of a sudden, pundits are shrieking as they imagine the impending end of democracy. That is, that a potential President Trump might follow their lead and could do to them what they did to him, weaponizing the DOJ, FBI, and CIA against political enemies, sticking the administrative state against loud critics, using presidential fiats to override Congress, trying to force hire or partner with independent media to tow party lines, floating phony conspiracy theories to smear enemies, changing voter laws to alter balloting, and on and on. Ironically, the left did all all it could to push, both to push the Trump nomination and then as Lilliputians to tie him down with 91 indictments and efforts to hamstring what they hoped would soon be an intent nominee. But now they seem terrified, believing that that might be empowering the only Republican candidate who would would stoop to use their own tactics against themselves, and given the recent polls, could become in a position to do so. And it's perfectly true. Yeah. Oh, oh my! No, it's a revenge presidency. How dare you? You Can't even. Not even allowed to consider him. Not even allowed to consider him, knowing that this guy now they are the ones that gave him cause to. Take revenge on something. Exactly. And that there is a plain and open trail of evidence of all the things they did to him in display cases. And they are saying, oh, my God, this could be terrible. He could he could do all that to us. Well, yeah. But we're good people. Is, we don't deserve to have that done to us. Because the standard is that as the executive, the president, the chief of the executive branch, that you you know, take an action that is later found by a court to be unconstitutional that you should go to jail, then, like, Biden could go to jail a bunch of times. He's done a bunch of executive actions oh, yeah. that were found which to be brings, unconstitutional. Well, totally. Which Some means, of which he admitted he knew were unconstitutional before he did them. Yes. <laughs> like, why are we even pretending? Right, which brings me to, the like, the breaking news from tonight. By the way, mm-hmm. I have a call-out. My friend on Twitter who follows me, Eric Trump, I have asked that um, that he join us uh, tonight to talk about this latest ruling. Judge rules Donald Trump defrauded banks, insurers, while building real estate empire. A judge ruled Tuesday that Donald Trump committed fraud for years while building the real estate empire that catapulted him to fame and the White House. Judge Arthur Engeron's ruling in a civil lawsuit brought by AG, AG Letitia James found that the former president and his company deceived banks, insurers, and others by massively overvaluing his assets and exaggerating his net worth on paperwork used in making uh, deals and securing financing. So this is the ticky-tack BS that we were told about mm-hmm. last year. They were going to get him right. on this, and this is what you can get anybody on at any at any time. 
And so, for instance, um, Eric Trump has a good tweet on all of this stuff. He said, in an attempt to destroy my father and kick him out of New York, a judge just ruled that Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is only worth approximately $18 million. Mar-a-Lago is speculated to be worth well over a billion dollars, making it arguably the most valuable residential property in the country. It's also corrupt and coordinated, he says. And he's posted a whole bunch of other properties that are smaller than Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. in, um, in Florida, including uh, Seven Costa Way, which is $39 million, the 500 Regions Park, which is $40 million. And it, that's going to be that kind of thing the whole way through and through. Right. You know, obviously Trump worked with accountants to get all this stuff done. There's a certain BS fudging, nudging, et cetera, that all these people do to in order to get funding, et cetera. This well, is a ticky tack BS that somebody could have taken Trump down on for since the late seventies, through the eighties, through the nineties, through the early two thousands. Nobody ever tried to conjure up this crap on him then because he hadn't offended the frigging state. But now, he, now it's only Trump now. It's got to go down for all the paperwork stuff mm-hmm. that everybody else always does as a matter of course in business. These people right. are effing nuts. Right. Valuing assets is, especially like one-of-a-kind assets like Mar-a-Lago, is notoriously hard to do, which is one of the reasons why a wealth tax would never like work. Um, but it's... It's almost impossible to value these like one-off assets that extremely rich people have. And, you know, it, like you say, it's very, very clear that the only reason they're going after him for this is because he is offensive to them and they don't like him. And what I think a lot of people see is that the reasons why he's offensive to them are actually like things he did that were good, like secure the border and, you know have uh foreign policy peace around the world during his presidency and stuff like that like that's the type of stuff that they don't like the stuff that makes them really mad is that like he says he would end the war in ukraine and that he says he's gonna send people back to mexico right those are things that really upset them like if you and and those are things especially that you know that people like about trump People don't want to be sending a bunch of money to Ukraine. Certainly not American lives to Ukraine. People want the border closed. People want the economy back the way that it was under Trump, which clearly people in Washington don't want. You know, the list goes on and on. But the Trump presidency was for three years extremely successful. Right. No, absolutely. And I think that that you've got that a lot of these uh, district DAs, attorney general, they're thinking about themselves. Oh, my goodness. I can be part of history, part of history. Right. Those of us who stood up to do the right thing against these causes, it's all severe, psychological, insane delusions of grandeur. So can I ask you something else about this? Mm-hmm. Do you think that I just get a lot of- that the timing of this is all a coincidence, too, with the like big ABC poll coming out that shows Trump up 10 points and all this sort of this bad polling news for Biden and stuff. I think it has to do with the Victor Davis Hanson thing that yes, that the culminating factor of those is that yes, he, oh my God, he's coming back for us somehow. Let's kill but, him. But also, I mean like, isn't Gavin Newsom like clearly waiting in the wings and this bad polling with Biden and they're going to do, Newsom and DeSantis are going to do their debate thing. Right. Which is clearly another Newsom trying to set himself up to run. Yes. I mean, doesn't it seem like the Democratic Party is 
that somebody in the Democratic Party is at this point thinking about yes, hedging absolutely. their bets. And that's the politics of the thing. But I want to get into just the emotions of it for a moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to put myself inside of the person like they feel the warm feeling of being a hero that you're doing, being a DA or an AG, doing all go just going after this guy, or a, uh, a state's attorney going after this guy, saying we're doing something good, anti-insurrection. We're heroes here. We're all working together in different states. You know, the ones that aren't under the U.S. attorney or under the attorney general of the United States, and we're all stepping up in our own way to do something for history. Mm-hmm. And I feel it reminds me of like. In 2016, at the convention, when they all had the white suits on, and like the the uh, the, the Planned Parenthood murderous mm-hmm. and the, everybody else, and like this is important. The white suit signifies that they were standing up. They're having a they're basking in their own pride, and they feel like they're doing something just wonderfully important, and they feel so good. And that reminds me of Jonathan Van Ness. Did you see this? He's somebody who I apparently was but I on, know who he is. He's yeah. on the, like queer, queer eye, eye yeah. guy, whatever. And he's, it, he, he, I think he has they, them pronouns. Actually. Right. He's a guy w- who has a beard and now wears dresses because he's a special yeah. thing now. So he's with Dax Shepard, the bitch from Logan Airport, uh, who couldn't find a room. And he, he's, Jonathan Vaness is scared, bursting into tears because of the children. Once again, it's the same emotion, the same thing. I'm so care. I'm doing something. I just get a lot of little kids who don't, get allowed to like join groups. I was really bullied for my gender expression as a little kid. Yeah. And there's a lot of little kids who aren't going to go be Olympic gold medalists. They don't want to go to the Olympics. They're not going to play most, in college. Most kids. 90, I mean, most. 99% of kids who want to play sports like aren't trying to go to the Olympics. Right. Honestly, I just, I wanted to come like chat about my podcast like other yeah, shows. Yeah, well, so in other words, let the little boys play on the little girls team. Exactly. It doesn't matter anyway. Nobody's going to the Olympics here. Come on. Like, We're going to do that. This We're going to do that. I did not intend at all to get into a debate with you about this. I didn't want that at all. I adore you. I think you're hysterical and talented, and I love that you're an activist. Seems I like, just, like, cry I'm, Can like, I just so... add one thing about that, too, about the, like, nobody's trying to go to the Olympics. I mean, obviously, the clear follow-up question is then, well, should men who think they're women be allowed to compete as women in the Olympics? Because right. if that's such a straw man, nobody's trying to go to the Olympics, then why do we continue to have to uh, explain to men why they can't compete in the highest levels of women's sports? Because obviously he does think they should also be allowed to compete in the Olympics as women. Right. Well, right. Absolutely. So, no, but, so but like, he's why using is he the, even making that argument? Because he sees the children. Or you, I think you're hysterical and talented, and I love that you're an activist. I could just, like, cry because I'm, like, so tired of having to, like, fight for little kids yeah. because they just want to be included. I wish that people were as passionate about little kids being able to, like, be included or grow up as they were about fictitious women's fairness in sports. I have to tell you, I am very tired. Once again, let me go back over this. Tired of having to like fight for little kids because they just want to be included. I wish that people were as passionate about little kids being able to like be included or grow up as they were about fictitious women's fairness in sports. I have to tell you, I am very tired. Thoughts? Well, First of all, it's obviously not fictitious, the issue of fairness in women's sports. Um, but he's not fighting for little kids. Is, mm. he, is he? No, he's not. 
He sees a little child and says, oh, that child felt different. Like, I felt as a child where everything wasn't... He's fighting for himself. Well, he's fighting To make for... himself feel good. Exactly. But I'm doing it for kids, and I'm sick of this. You know, you can't affirm everything for all the kids and throw in a, a melodramatic fit just to get yourself high off your own emotions and still have a functioning society. With the kids. Well, right, and... Some kids, by the way, some kids, some soccer teams are going to lose. Some kids suck at drawing. Some kids, this it doesn't matter. Well, and doesn't it go back to what what we were talking about yesterday, where the left hates that, you know, they can't always um, alleviate all the conflicts between the different causes that they want to espouse, right? That they can't always fight anti-Semitism at the same time that they're fighting... Um, you know, for Palestinian rights and they can't always fight, you know, for women's rights and uh, for the rights of Muslims at the same time, much less the rights of gay people and the rights of Muslims at the same time. They get so upset when there are conflicts between mm -hmm. their pet causes or when, you know, like their climate initiatives make things more expensive for working class people or God forbid for people of color, you know. So they have a real problem with acknowledging actual policy trade-offs and it that's like a big thing with the trans kids in sports thing too is that there are actual real trade-offs here making will thomas feel good has trade-offs for the girls on the team and their right to not be around somebody's dick in their locker room Alice. <laughs> sorry but like i mean truly there's you know, the Me Too thing, how quick do women get tossed under the bus with the Me Too thing once um, some dude wants to hang out in their locker room with them? Right. Goodbye Me Too movement. Like, oh, well, too bad for that. Oh, totally. But there's real trade-offs there. Yeah, for some making reason... Making Will so, Thomas for some reason, happy Alice, and making the girls... For some reason, men need to now punch Riley Gaines. Right. She is so bad, a terrible person for not wanting some dude to look at her rack while she's getting dressed in the locker room. She's so bad that big, strong men who are dressed as women are punching her when they right. can. So, <laughs> and they're they, happy about it. But they can't, they can't even start off by acknowledging that there are trade-offs there between the rights of like the women who are on the swim team and the rights of Will Thomas who wants to be affirmed that he's a girl on the swim team just like them. Um, they, they won't even acknowledge that. But then like obviously when it comes down to it, they immediately, women's concerns are the first ones to go clearly. But yeah, but they have a problem with this. And it's the same thing with what he's talking about with little kids on the sports teams too. I mean, like there are real trade-offs. Making the little kid who wants to be on the other team happy has a trade-off for the other people on the team, you know? And demanding that everybody use your pronouns has a trade-off for those people and their rights to say what they want and believe what they want. You know, you can't have freedom of conscience and freedom of religion and have mandatory pronouns. It's not possible. And, you know, school districts have run into this as well, clearly. But, you know, the left, the left doesn't even want to believe that there is such a conflict. No. They don't want to think that the Me Too movement and, you know, the rights of trans people could possibly, you know, cross each other in any possible way. No, no. I, 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 just, 
I mean, and by the way, Dax Shepard, you bitch. Jesus, God, I'm so sick of people. Okay, now in some happy news, Alice. Yeah. Adam Schiff is in Deep Kimchi, and it's wonderful. Uh, the earmarks are, are the earmarks Adam Schiff delivered for donors. This is Politico. This is obviously it's on all right wing sites now. This is really hitting. A Democratic congressman for years secured earmarks for defense companies while taking campaign donations from top corporate brass and Washington lobbyists. Adam Schiff is unapologetically touting his commitment to earmarks for local causes like homelessness and drug treatment programs as he seeks the Senate seat long held by Dianne Feinstein. The 12-term Democrat, House Democrat and darling of the anti-Trump left is even calling out his closest rival in the race, Rep. Katie Porter, for her opposition to pork barrel spending. But Schiff has offered an incomplete and potentially misleading account of his record on earmarks. A close examination of that record reveals that he secured generous earmarks for corporate beneficiaries early in his career, including at times for recipients who were also major donors to his political campaigns. Earmarks have emerged as an unlikely source of intense debate in one of the nation's most closely watched Senate primaries. Schiff's sales pitch that earmarks are essential to making Washington work for California. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Harkens back to his early days in the House before both parties raced to crack down on the practice. Porter said she views the spending items as a symbol of broken Washington and doesn't file requests for them. Right. A political review of congressional earmarks and political contributions found that in addition to the money for homelessness and drug treatment, Schiff also steered millions for to, to for-profit company, companies and raised tens of thousands for his House re-election campaigns from corporate executives and people connected to them. The review was most mostly limited to public available data from the brief three-year window when corporate earmarks were disclosed. Uh, and they've got Tanner research, yada, 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 yada. Several would be barred under reforms adopted in 2010. Obviously, we find this delicious. Not surprising. He is the biggest scumbag, dirtbag. We'll talk about uh, mm-hmm. projection. This guy yeah. is the the corrupt uh, mm-hmm. guy that he's been telling us Trump has been. Now, on the one hand, I do feel that earmarks are an essential part of making Washington mark and making bills pass. But I also feel that's why they shouldn't exist. Because when Washington marks, they pass a bunch of stupid crap like this that just benefits their donors and their he, districts. But let's and, not even talk about the but point. Like, the point is that Adam Schiff is a POS. Absolutely. Yeah, of course he is. They all are. This is Schiff they a couple years None ago of them is a better person Tucker Carlson who is saying that uh, that um, that that uh, the Russian hacking 
Um, Putin was behind the hacking of Russia's. Um, Putin was behind the hacking of John Podesta. You're, you're, look, you're, you're on the, the intel committee. Let me just ask you one final question. Can you look right into the camera and say, I know for a fact the government of Vladimir Putin was behind the hacks of John Podesta's Absolutely. Email. The government of Vladimir Putin was behind the hacks of our institution and the dumping of, of information. Of John Podesta's email. Not only in the of United John Podesta's States, email. but also in Europe. Okay, you're uh, not. You know what? You're dodging. And, and, and Tucker, <laughs> no, you, look and you say, are, I know they did. John Podesta's emails. And I, they hacked and those. And I think that uh, Ronald Reagan will be rolling oh, over Ronald Reagan, fine. Ronald Reagan. And Ronald. you're carrying water for the Kremlin. You're not which, carrying water. Yeah, there you go. You're you, making. You look. You're a sitting member of Congress on the. Obviously, uh, Adam Schiff is a piece of excrement, and he's always lied. He hap helped happily to destabilize the country during the Trump thing by making up all stuff. He said he saw evidence of all this stuff, including Russian oh, collusion. Yeah. There was nothing. He didn't saw anything. He should be freaking uh, found guilty, brought to the gallows, and hanged. <laughs> okay. That's where I am. <laughs> okay. I hate him. Plus, he's I'm from glad. Framingham, Massachusetts. What a name. I'm glad you hate him. That's great. Um, can we um, talk about one bright spot for women, which is this um, women's video game conference that sure, they have? Sure, let me get up there. Because, um, you know, women traditionally haven't participated as much in esports as men have. So I'm very glad that they're working hard to make more opportunities for women in esports, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. And let me play this. We've got video of some of these people being recognized. For their mm -hmm. Some of these women explaining why they why this, this is the LCS game changers. The LCS game changers. Um, I don't know. LCS video game changers game. is a really important event to me, uh, and it's this very is close to my heart. Woman I've one. been in every iteration. Here's of the woman two. Since 2021, and the 2021 program was actually my first ever comp experience, uh. <laughs> um, and so that was really, really exciting. And I like really the piano. Really Something meaningful Drive for the game. In a, in a really big way. LCS Game Changers, to me, means... Long hair. Mm -hmm. I think Another it's just woman. an opportunity. I think it's a really good opportunity. Um, something especially that I've struggled with is like getting the chance to prove myself, like actually getting the opportunity to go to tryouts, to like play in combines is like something What does LCS been, stand for? Denied, I had, like, had trouble times, finding what it actually stood where, for. Like, I really should have been given the opportunity. And so it's really just a wonderful opportunity to show myself off and show off the what I have. League of Legends sure Championship series. Okay. It's more about to show everyone what we are capable of and instead of like punching each other, we lift each other up. So it's considered a um, a gateway to allow women oh wait, to allow women and people of other marginalized genders. Well, here's women and people of marginalized gender and demonstrating how So far we've seen So not just women. We've seen four people, right, but we've seen four people and All of them are dudes. Yes, pretending to be women. So, not more for the marginalized genders and less for the women in esports. We'll be taking that trophy too, thank you. Sorry, ladies. Now, another it makes us feel good because we can't compete in the regular competition for uh, the League of Legends Championship Series for some reason. Now, I'm seeing something else here. Uh, all the and, I, and this is something that seems to me is um, made is being uh, made up. All the most is mediate. All the most right wing. Sorry, I'm gonna get rid of my ad blocker. I promise. I don't know when that started. What? Uh, all the most deranged right-wing grifters are declaring Taylor Swift ugly. Taylor Swift... You have this problem, actually. 
Uh, Taylor Swift, the award-winning musician whose tour had a calculable impact on the American economy and its voters and whose fan base causes actual... Um, earthquakes? Is that that? Causes actual earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Attended a professional football game on sun- Sunday. And now everybody, opinion men, are far right wing are calling her ugly. Um, so, I, I... Nick Adams, alpha male, says Taylor Swift is mid. Roger Kimball, I don't know who these people are. I know who Nick Adams is. He's a... Uh, Roger Kimball says, also she is homely. Uh, Sean Davis, who I do know, he's good, says Taylor Swift is dumb and her music sucks. Um, so, one, I don't think that this is, I think this is, like, BS because people just want to use, they just, obviously, it's important to put Taylor Swift name into. Oh, yeah. Anytime you mention Taylor Swift, you get exactly. reflected Which is glory. Why she, her name will be in the title of this episode, Alice, as a matter of fact. Um, I love Taylor Swift. I know she's woke and she tries really hard to make them like her mm-hmm. and they still find her problematic constantly and tell her to do better all the time. I just saw an article because she's apparently, she went to this Chiefs game and was hanging yes. out with them. With Travis Kelsey, she, she's with, not with allowed Travis to date, Kelsey, I'm told, for some reason. Who says she's not allowed to date him? The world says they, she's not allowed to date him because that makes people upset. Is he problematic in some way? I, he's is, not problematic in the way that he well, could be. I've heard demands now that because she went to one of their games one time that she must now end the tomahawk chop. Yes. So, so it's that's now her responsibility is she has to stop the tomahawk chop. You know, and when she was dating Maddie Healy, she was responsible for somehow, like, changing what he had said about people before on a podcast. One time he made some joke about somebody's accent, so she was just... Like, it's funny to me because she tries really hard to make these crazy woke people like her. And she... Some of her songs, even, she tries to do that. And, like, I... I get why she wants them to like her but like they're never gonna like her they never are because she's too successful and too you know powerful in her own right for them like they're they're never going to be okay with her like what she does will never be good enough she can never apologize enough she can never like, she has to stop the tomahawk chop now. She went to one Chiefs game, and she's responsible to end yes. the tomahawk chop. Like, well, I don't get this it. This possessive, possessive thing of her is like, okay, fine. We'll let you date the alpha male. <laughs> toxic but I thought masculine this was guy. so cute, though, because he's the same guy. Remember, he went to her concert. And you know how people trade all the friendship bracelets at her concert, honey? He put his number on a friendship bracelet, like in the beads on the friendship bracelet to try and give it to her, but the security wouldn't let him get close enough to give it to her with his number on it. There were news stories about it at the time because he went to the tour. So anyway, oh, so she was that him? Yeah. So she must have heard about it and like now they're dating or whatever. So, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know that much about him or whatever, but I thought that was kind of cute that that, like, worked out that way. It won't work out, but whatever. Anyway, she went to the game. It's cute. Fine. But, like, everybody's, like, frothing at the mouth about it. And, you know, for everyone to be like, oh, she's not even hot. Like, <sighs> first of all, I I know why people say that. Like, I know why guys say that. I think she's the type of girl that, like, girls think is really attractive but guys don't necessarily find as attractive if that makes sense 
Like she definitely her build is she has like a very unique like modely kind of so, build. So uh, so this is my feeling on her, and I'm looking at a picture right here. Mm-hmm. Is uh, but well, she's she, cute. She, she, she yeah I mean she looks like a chipmunk. I mean her, her face is a chipmunky, which is fine because I like animal faces like um <laughs> like, dolphin face. Yeah, dolphin face. Reese um, Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you call her. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. And I like um, Penelope Cruz. She's a bird face, and, and like <laughs> I used to like uh, even some horse face people. I, I liked, and and even like um, a lot of more more set. It's an odd looking ducky, and I and I, I like it's fun. I think in any room, um, Taylor Swift is a lovely woman. But I don't think she's like a stunner, but I guess she's got like a model body. She's mm-hmm. but um, she's very like long and lean and kind. She of is that. no, like, I I find her completely like I guess she's she's fine. Look, it doesn't do anything for me. Like like like. JLH Jennifer Love Hewitt would have been her mm-hmm. prime, but um, but but I think she's attractive. And I don't I don't know if there's, there's any reason to hate her. And I also find her music like holy. You know, she's she's a she's a pop star girl who in her thirties who has all sorts of amateur level dumb political beliefs, and that's just how. That's how they She's all are. She's not watching if reading gonna, National Review. And if I'm like, going to hold out to yeah. wait for music written yeah. only by conservatives, my pool of music that I'm going to be able to listen right. to is going to shrink a lot. I can certainly tell you if um, Megan the Stallion was as big as Taylor Swift around the world, and I would be more worried. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, compared to a lot of the music out there, it's f- a lot of her stuff is fairly wholesome. Not all of it and not 100% wholesome, but, you know comparatively to yeah like you said like megan the stallion or cardi b or whatever right it's it's a lot more wholesome than than your girlfriend dua lipa even i would say hey alice fiance (laughs) okay but yeah i mean i i i know taylor swift upsets people a lot and i like i don't get i because taylor swift makes me happy i don't know i like her stuff it doesn't bother me her Dumb opinions on stuff don't bother me. And it, I feel bad for her because she so obviously wants to be accepted by the liberal left oh. as being, oh, what? No, no I'm not just looking. I, the the minihand tickets are 100 bucks, dude. Wow. I can't do that. I can't do it. Apparently, I'm not, go, I can't go, not going to Saco Ellis. I don't know. Anyway, um, but you know, I I like Taylor Swift, and I I don't have anything bad to say about her, really. Yeah, I don't have. As I don't have. She's wholly inoffensive. Like, there's she has no song that I'm like. I like. I I I can tell you one thing. Women freaking love her, and she is absolutely. I don't get it. I'm not a woman. I don't have those emotions that she has. But women absolutely love her, and fine, you know, I, whatever. I, I believe it. To women's spaces before the trans people kick you out of loving her, so that they get to love her more. Yeah, so. Some of them love her too, but that's right. fine. Well, you're not going to be allowed. Pretty soon, they're going to be able to have all the seats <laughs> and, and whatever. I have no problem with Taylor Swift. I'm glad that she's tall. I think I'm, I'm glad that there's a trend in women getting tall again. Although shortest could too. Um, uh, let's see. I just wanted to make sure if there's anything else I left out there. I can't believe I'm not going to Saco Ellis. I'm going to go to Saco. Say goodbye to my friend Dave Colonian. I've known Dave now, Alice, for... I think you can still be friends with 12, him. 11 years now. I think you can still be friends with him. That's not the point. I would have seen you him. You knew him before he was Kirk's producer. You I could did. still know him after. 
I think it's okay. Um, so along the lines of pushing women around, this guy, another guy is like Richard Hainania. I heard someone say marriage prospects for American men are bad because of how many women are fat. One thing I know is possible to start dating a fat girl with a pretty face, undervalued stock, make her like you, then hint the relationship depends on her being skinny. So I, I guess we're going now in this phase of the everybody being a little bit of Andrew Tatey, just about women mm-hmm. is some kind of tough guy thing. Uh, I am. I have no time for it. Whatever. I'm not offended. It's just like, whatever, dude. It's just, okay, everybody's tough to be mean to women who are be sensitive and, and like... It's to me. It's not imaginative. It's not creative. It's not new. It's just yeah, bro. Yeah, you better lose weight. You know, don't really like. It's fine. And if I was like in my Beacon Hill bachelor pad with all the dudes hanging out drinking beers, we would talk about how fat, like, uh, like um. Mandy Moore got and like because she gained a, a pound and seven ounces and we oh, like yeah. be like we I wouldn't see that would be. when I went and saw Titanic this year we talked about how some of the discourse when Titanic right. came out was how fat Kate Winslet was and yeah. I was saying that that was ridiculous and you said you were mad about it at the time I was mad about it at the time like, yeah, how people, dare but, she but, but also we were mouth breathing morons <laughs> at twenty six you know whatever it was she's not fat at all right I mean believe believe me it's but guys guys like talk to guys have this kind of relationship and it's kind of good to be crass and crude and you know and to be totally offensive and when people talk about the countdown meter for the olsen twins that was absolutely a thing be- oh yeah because it was offensive and you thought they were going to be hot one day and like everybody's looking back and i was like my goodness can you believe that it was a criminal like, no guys were being dogs and that's what guys do you know, mm-hmm. people weren't suggesting that you sleep with the eleven-year-old Olsen twin, but there was—it doesn't matter. I don't speak that language anymore. I think I told you that, like, like ten years ago or so, I was in at this uh, barber shop in Melrose, mm-hmm. and it was all dudes in their mid twenties talking about bachelor parties, this and that, and the way they talked about women and hooking up, and he was this and that, and throwing. And of course, guys, especially at that age, these are red-blooded males. These are like these are Gen X kind of. These mm-hmm. guys, you don't, they weren't leaving a detail out. And I was like uncomfortable. I hadn't used or heard this language in such a long time. You know, I, my life right. had turned rated PG when I had kids. There was you like, don't spend enough time in male spaces. Well, not those kind of male spaces. I'm not anywhere with any single <laughs> dude where we're looking at, you know, it, it's, it's, that is just an old, that's just an old kind of, uh, you know, environment. That's, it's gone for me at this point. But I, I know guys have that. But if, for it to be the thing that's going to be on the internet, on Twitter now, sharing timelines, like, oh, who can say the biggest, most chauvinistic thing to just show he doesn't give a freak? It reminds me, I used to think it was mean to be mean to the, cool to be mean to the cat. It's cool. The best way. We used to uh, debate about this. When you go to a girl's house, make sure you're not nice to the cat. That way she knows you don't give an F because she loves that cat. And then other people say, no, no, I should be super sweet to the cat. And then we'd have com- debates about this. Well, like... <laughs> People were like, I was Oppenheimer's age when I was having this debate. It's like, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, it's moronic. Else, what's the hot sauce? It's the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. 100 bucks? How much is pay per view? Oh, wait. Oh, it's a drive in. That's how it works. That's why it's a drive in to a Saco. They have 25 per. Oh. Yeah, it's a drive in. What did you think it was? So that's what it is. I'm confused.
Why is this happening during our show? I thought I was introducing the Chelsea Fire Wicked yeah, Hotline do. Chat Chat now, which is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is a hot sauce where you don't actually have to sacrifice the flavor for the heat. It both tastes delicious and brings a lot of Scoville units um, to your mouth. Even, you know, Tom loves it. I like when you see Scoville units to your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously a big hot sauce person. <laughs> All right, here we go, Alice. Can't believe... What was I thinking? Who knew? All right, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Ooh, two of these messages are titled JLH. Here we go. Hello? Hey, Tom, on Monday's podcast, you had mentioned the initials JLH. If that stands for Jennifer Love Hewitt, then you're going to have to pick up and move someplace else because I've staked my claim to her Incorrect. being one of the most beautiful women of all time. No, I was early party of five, back when it wasn't even legal. No, no, she is absolutely, I picked her in 1990 and five. I'm in the 1990s, so. No, you can have Nev Campbell. A JLH is absolutely mine. Hopefully JLH is not Jennifer Love Hewitt. yes. My JLH, absolutely. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. You know, I uh, consider myself sort of a hep cat, you know, even though I'm in my, <laughs> my mid-50s now. I consider you I a hep cat. I sort too. of try to keep up with all the uh, the lingo and everything, but uh, yeah. a couple of things today eluded me. And uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that we can get, like, some sort of a formal announcer going forward to explain things to people uh, who might not understand the reference. Uh, case in point today, Tom, Tom, you know what she is? She's a thirst trap. Yeah. Thirst trap. Do you know what a thirst trap is, Tom? And I want an announcer to go, for those of you over the age of 50, a thirst <laughs> yeah. trap, in the most formal of definitions, <laughs> is a sexy or flirty photo meant to elicit a viewer's attention. I actually did not know that. Oh. I did not know what that, that was. It just doesn't bother you when you don't understand words I'm saying. No, I don't understand <laughs> most of them. We now return you to your regularly scheduled burn barrel. And Tom, you know what else? She's the pick-me girl. The pick-me girl. Do you know I, what the pick-me girl is? That we did get into a little bit. Yeah, but I means. didn't know. For those of you over the age of 50, the pick-me girl <laughs> is a woman who asserts that she is unlike and sometimes better than most other women in order to gain attention, approval, or validation from men. Now, back to the burn barrel. And Tom, Tom, we have old geezers in this audience, so I need to start explaining my references. Now, if you had said honeypot, I would have understood. There we go. But mm. thirst trap, I, I'm sorry, it escaped me. I, I mean, I might not be the brightest guy. And the pick me girl. I, dude, I watched every 80s movie imaginable and I had no idea that that's what Mary Stuart Masterson was called. No, I Thank didn't. You. Yeah, Steve, I'm right there yeah, with you. I Tom didn't know. Tom was but, casting that back in time to cover yeah. Mary Stuart Masterson. So I, I, I yeah. didn't know what t pick me girl was. I didn't know what thirst trap was. I know it's a good thing. I know it's mm -hmm. the depraved people like me are supposed to fall for that. Mm -hmm. So that is good. Actually, you know what I saw? I saw this uh, thing today. Um, Incredibly daring, a woman on TikTok, uh, probably 25 years old, had a sticker on her. Attractive woman, but she, uh, uh, um, and she was blindfolded and she was letting people kiss her. And I think it was just to, for a TikTok thing. 
Okay. I don't know anything about that. I'm not on TikTok. I don't want to be spied on by the Chinese government. I do. Well, you are on TikTok. I'm sorry to tell you. (laughs) Am I blindfolded on it? (laughs) Yes. You're letting people kiss you as well. Thirst trap. I heard reference to women going into a decline looks-wise maybe when they started to get into their 30s. And I would like to submit the name Salma Hayek for Mm -hmm. your review. At 57 years old, I would choose Salma Hayek if she was in a lineup of women in their 20s and 30s and 40s because she is amazingly gorgeous. Thank you. I would agree with that. Very tiny. The tinies hold up well. They mm. do. Very tiny. And plus, she's um, a Latin X. And so that's a good-looking person to be. Yeah, anybody's hanging around near the Mediterranean at one time or another, that's good news. That's good news for you. Not so with the North Sea so much, I think, Alice. Well, anyway, wherever you hail from, the North Sea or the Mediterranean, we are happy to have you watching the show with us. This thing, I have known some... My first girlfriend from Malden there, who I told you was very familiar with three-fourths of the population of Malden. The uh, male population. She never... Yes. Well, yeah, at least. She would never have said, wherever you hail from. <laughs> Is there something wrong with saying that? I respect all our listeners in their different backgrounds, and um, I'm glad to have them. If you like to join us for the live chat and the live stream and stuff like that, you can do that on patreon.com slash burn barrel, or the show is always free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Oh, ice cream. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.